Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yes. The Messiah. The Chosen One. The Man with the Bubonic Dick. I don't know what that means. Booyan balls. Those are all names that people call me for my greatness. Booyan. Chiefs, 8-1. to one. The prediction was made, kids. If you listen to the show, August 13th, 2019. And if you went all in with me, you're rich as shit. You're rich as shit right now. Fucking boners, dude. Both of us called the Super Bowl last week, mm. so we'll take credit for that as well. But that 8-1 to one call before the season started, come on, man. God damn it. Who did it better than us? Nobody. Nobody this year, I feel like. Nobody called the fucking Chiefs. No. No one. No one called the goddamn Chiefs. I had to score myself to Kanye's gospel album for how great that victory was. There was a drinking bro, by the way, who bet $18,500 on this game. Did you see that that ticket? That wasn't real. Oh, it wasn't real? No. Fuck you. I don't think so. It seemed like it was... Po- I think it was real? No, I think it, I think it was a little bit of copy pasta. Copy and paste. He stole it from somewhere. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. It looked real but to me. I, if, yeah. I mean, if he did, you can go for him. Yeah. He never said anything. Either way. Uh, congratulations out there. We got a ton of messages saying thanks, man. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm having a hard time understanding where everybody else got this one wrong, I guess. But I, I blew the LSU call. So, uh, you know, I, both of us picked Clemson before the season started on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Chiefs, man, it seemed like an easy call on paper, right? But all the analysts were split 50 50 across the board. I, and we look everywhere ESPN, Fox, Barstool, all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? Everybody was split 50-50 across the board. I could not figure it out. I've been saying the same things about the 49ers all year. Jimmy Garoppolo is not that fucking dude. No. Um, he's not the guy that is going to deliver you multiple Super Bowls or maybe a Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on that. You can't fucking throw eight times in the NFC Championship and then expect you're going to go into the Super Bowl and drop 400 yards against Pat Mahomes and no. the boys. Um, it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Uh, the defense, that vaunted 49ers defense, mm-hmm. to me, wasn't really there. Um, that entire game, the entire Super Bowl to me, was Pat Mahomes looking too nervous and, and almost as if the moment was too big for him the entire game. He was very inaccurate in the first half and probably half of the third quarter as well. But I don't know if... Uh... I'm not sure if it was nerves or not. I don't know what it was. I mean, I've never seen him overthrow people like that and, and underthrow people. I mean, even that Tyreek catch that they reversed, right? Yeah. Which was a great call by, by Shanahan. The mm. only great call that motherfucker made in the second half. <laughs> All right. Yeah, 49ers fans. Now you know the Falcons' pain, you fucks. Um, that, that, that call was overturned, but the ball, mm. hit the ball hit the ground. There was a couple others that hit the ground. There was some that, like, fuck, Travis Kelsey made some diving catches. Uh, yeah, a couple, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was super inaccurate. I don't know what the deal with that was. Uh, nerves, it looked like to me, because the, the defense wasn't getting Maybe. There. I think it was more the, the time off than anything, to be honest. But you look at that third and 15. Because, it, because when uh, the reason I say that is because when shit really got on the line, mm-hmm. he started playing. 
Yeah, but like that third and 15, for example, right? Mm-hmm. When he started playing, quote unquote. That ball to Tyreek Hill was in the air for 30 years, I felt like. And if the defense was anywhere near him, that, that should have been intercepted. You can't hang a ball out. He was short on that pass, too. Uh, well, no, he wasn't short, I don't think. That, that was, a, that was a, I can't remember what the play is called, but it was broken. And he's running a fly down the middle, and then he came back to get it. Boy. Like he, he threw it into that spot on purpose. I think he and Hill have a good, uh, a good idea, a good understanding of where Hill's going to be on the field. But he didn't. He missed Hill a couple of times too. Missed so. Hill a few times, and then that, to me, that ball hung in the air forever. If any, if anyone was near him, I mean, it's hard. Look, he's got four two speed. That was the other thing that shocked me is they didn't use his four two speed the entire game. They didn't throw the ball deep at all. That play that went for Hill for what forty two yards in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter was the longest play of the game. Which typically he's airing it out all fucking game. I I couldn't understand what was going on. Even at the end, right mm-hmm. uh, on that uh, that touchdown that that Damian Williams ran in and he didn't dive. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, I, there wasn't a, a a good enough angle on the field to overturn it. But me personally, I didn't think he got in. Um, no. Uh, well, I mean, you, you're talking about the uh, on the edge on the pylon. Yeah. It's hard to say. I don't understand why he didn't dive. I don't either. Because he definitely would have made it if he had if he had dove. Yes. I mean, there's, there, his feet never would have hit the ground before Strange. the ball at the pylon. But anyways, I guess it worked out. Strange play. Um, Chiefs were down, what, 20-10, to 10, and they came back and won 31-20, to 20, which is crazy. 21 unanswered points. Jimmy Garoppolo, 3 for 11 for 46 yards in the fourth quarter in a pick. Mm. Um, that's not good enough, bro. No. Uh, all I kept thinking, too, and if, by the way, if 49ers fans, I'm not shitting on you at all. Um, I... I genuinely think watching that game, the hardest thing for me was this. If Shanahan runs the ball, they had a really good goddamn shot at winning, um, even with a shitty quarterback with Garoppolo, right? They only ran the ball 22 times the whole game. Strange. And two of those were Jimmy Garoppolo, which means those are broken plays. So you're yeah. talking about 20 runs. Strange. And you had uh, uh, Raheem Mostert, who was, he had 220 rushing in uh, the AFC Championship, or the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, Tevin Coleman comes back, and it's as if they forgot about him, and they were like, no, nah, we're good with Tevin Coleman. Mm. Uh, for you, for you uh, 49ers fans out there who were wondering why use Tevin Coleman that much over Mostert after the game he had, why? Because, because he used Tevin Coleman on the Falcons in 2016. Mm. So they've got a history together, and I guess he felt safer using him, but uh, to me it slowed the team down because he hasn't played in a few weeks. And, you know, he was banged up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I put the game on Shanahan. Um, and then, uh, you know, I also put it on Garoppolo, obviously. But I've been saying that all year. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I think if you – there's a lot of teams you could probably say this about, like the, the Browns, you know, others, uh, that is this team one piece, one quarterback away from being a Super Bowl champion? They I are. I think they are, yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see – I'd like to see another fast receiver mm-hmm. on that team because Emmanuel Sanders is going to be, you know, he he's gonna, he's older. He's going to run the routes. He's going to run. Sure. And uh, Debo Samuel is obviously a very dynamic player. Yep. Very quick. But they need a guy. That on the born out- kid was pretty goddamn good too. Yeah, it was good. But they I need think- they need a guy on the outside that runs fast to complement Debo Samuel's inside quickness. And uh, right now they don't have it. But even if they did, they wouldn't have a guy that could consistently get him the ball because. 
Garoppolo just can't obviously handle that job. I don't know what his deal is. Uh, I think it's gimpiness is what they call it yeah. um, in Wikipedia. Um, no, but I look, all I kept thinking when I watched that game was, holy shit, if the 49ers have Tom Brady in this game, they win. They well, win. That, they're, they're world champions. It's interesting you say that because uh, our, our buddy Pat McAfee went on a bit of a rant this morning about what he thinks could or should maybe happen about this whole situation. So he says— With Brady or with the, the 49ers? Both. Okay. Because I, no lie, and, and you and I were texting back and forth during the game. All I kept thinking was, "Holy shit, Tom Brady wins this game and it's over." And you need like Tom Brady today, not a young Tom Brady. Today's Tom Brady just throwing ten yard slants, controlling the clock like this. Forty ers are world champions. Yeah. Um, so McAfee said that, and this is something that was news to me. I didn't know this, but back in the day before the Patriots traded. Uh, Garoppolo, uh-huh. uh, apparently he and Belichick were really getting together, like they were, like he Belichick wanted to keep him and let Tom Brady go. Yes, that's the story. I and had then, heard that as well. Yeah, and then Robert Kraft kind of made that not happen because he wanted to keep Brady's star power there. Um, Still does, by the way. To, as of this morning, he's offering Brady over thirty a season. Yeah, that's dumb. Hey. Uh, but anyways. Uh, that's that's part of it, and then you know, Brady. It's clear that Belichick wants to try, and I think that probably had something to do with his his uh, appreciation of Garoppolo. It's clear that Belichick wants to try to win without Brady, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Brady wants to try to win without Belichick. I would be very surprised if he goes back to the Patriots. At any rate, uh, McAfee said that wouldn't it be interesting if Tom Brady went home from to the Bay Area yep. play football there? And Garoppolo went back to the Patriots to be their quarterback. It'd be fantastic, in my opinion. I mean, it would be good for everybody involved, I think. Because, look, Garoppolo's not good enough to to win, I think, in that spot. But the beauty of this is, according to Belichick, he is. Because this is true, what McAfee was saying. He, he really did try to get rid of him and keep Garoppolo, right? Now, congratulations. You get your boy back. The, you, the 49ers get their one piece they need because they could just tear through the NFC next year. There is nobody, in my opinion, that could keep up with them. Mm. If they just got Brady, that defense is young, is shit. Bosa is still Bosa. Uh, the rest of the pieces are fine. The draft is so deep this year. The 49ers can pick up that, that fast, speedy uh, wide receiver that you're, you're talking about. Mm. It's so deep <laughs> this year, man. Uh, they'd be able to do that, and they would probably be favorites to win the Super Bowl if they did. Um, you know, honestly, I, I have to agree with that just because they're de- here's the problem with their defense um, against the Chiefs. In the first half, they did it well. They, they contained the outside. So they, uh, the whole game, they were getting people downfield. They were getting their uh, pass rushers were getting into the backfield the whole game. The problem with a guy like Mahomes is if you stay inside the box and your guys are getting in, in the box, he's just going to fucking run around you. Right. And then he gets this whole clear lane where he's very adept at throwing the ball. Now, you, you could see on the plays where they maintained the box and pushed him back towards the middle. Those were bad plays for him. That The the one he threw short to Hill, the two he threw short to Kelsey were all that kind of play. They just couldn't keep it up. I mean, I maybe you can't. I don't know. Uh, maybe. It, look, when, when Mahomes goes side to side, you can't stop that guy. Because um, he's too great at throwing the ball on the run. Uh, the the scary thing for the rest of the NFL is this. That was the worst 
game I've seen Mahomes play, mm-hmm. and I'm a fantasy junkie, and I've had Mahomes on various teams over the last two years, right? I've watched every single Chiefs game there is because he was he's more than likely been my quarterback mm-hmm. the last two seasons of fantasy football. That is the worst game I've ever seen him play on Sunday, and they still won by 11. Yeah, That's the scariest part. He's 24 years old. The Chiefs have their, their entire nucleus coming back with Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes, all these guys. And they got the last pick in the first round, mm-hmm. which was suggested by Mel Kuyper, and I fucking hammer, hammer the yes, on, yes button on this one, is uh, J.K. Dobbins. You get J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, that speedy little back, to just run over people. Good luck against that team. And now Mahomes has Super Bowl experience. Mm-hmm. Now he knows what the game is like. He knows what the speed is like. He's only going to be 25 years old, which sounds crazy saying out loud. Um, fucking 25 years old. Yep. He could go on and win multiple, multiple Super Bowls. But if you're the 49ers, you're one piece short, and that's Brady in my opinion. Well, it could be Brady. It could be Phillip Rivers who's also an unrestricted free Ooh. agent now. And they could also pick up. I mean, that would be an easy move. I think Phillip Rivers probably wants to get out of the Chargers bullshit. Well, they're done. So the Chargers, he's done with the Chargers. The Chargers have moved on. Yeah. It's over with. Yeah, yeah. Problem so. with Phillip Rivers, he's just moved his entire family to Florida, all mm-hmm. 90 of them. Um, so going to San Fran, yeesh. I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, he's 38. He's got two more years left, and he... He he definitely had a regression year this year, but mm-hmm. he also was playing on a team with nothing, no support. Uh, I see him going to Tampa Bay or uh, Miami. Uh, Tampa Bay in particular because he can sling it around with Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. and that'd be great um, for him personally. He's uh, not going to Miami because they just signed Fitzpatrick again, and they're going to draft. They're going to draft Tua at five, Tua, yeah. and uh, you know, fuck that that team's got. 10 years to rebuild. Yeah. Two is not going to be able to play Maybe. next year anyways. No, he's not. I, I, I'm, I'll be curious to see where uh, where uh, Crab Legs goes to. James Winston. Somebody's going to sign mm-hmm. him. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. I'd like to see Cam Newton in at the Bears now, actually. After watching this game, after watching the Super Bowl, I think, look, I think the Bears defense is the same as the 49ers. Mm-hmm. They just need a quarterback who's a game manager who can run occasionally. Why not get Cam Newton there? Or it's just like, all right, great. All you need is just a little tiny upgrade from Trubisky, and you're good to go. Yeah, Cam Newton's probably that guy. Same with 49ers. You just need a little upgrade. That guy's Tom Brady, and boy, could you imagine what t- Tom Brady? I mean, I'm look. I'm a straight man. I've been known as a straight man, a uh, non-homosexual, if you will. Uh, but Brady in a 49ers uniform is pure sex. I mean, that's that's going to bring asses to the seats, butts in the buckets. You know? I wouldn't mind seeing that. Whew. Be a fun storyline for all of next year, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I mean, and they could also. I mean, AJ Green is an unrestricted free free agent, mm-hmm. and Emmanuel Sanders is too. So they can choose which one of those they want to sign because it doesn't really matter. If I, if I'm one of those two guys, it doesn't matter who else offers me what. It's if I can get on the 49ers again. Yeah, especially if Brady. Like if if I were them, I would be telling. And if they are indeed working on i think it would have to be it wouldn't necessarily have to be but it would benefit them if it was a sign and trade oh yeah so if the patriots sign brady to a two-year deal worth 30 million a year and then trade him to because garoppolo's cap hit is like 23 million yeah i think so uh-huh. i mean it's going to be similar anyways 
I think that would be the best for them. Otherwise, they would the 49ers would have to take on all of Brady's new salary plus a cap hit on releasing Garoppolo. Yeah. Or they could trade him for another piece. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I think uh, that would if if Belichick genuinely wants Garoppolo in his system, I don't think that would be a very hard sell. No, me neither. And, and oh. look, he can start over with a youngish quarterback. Mm. He'll be 29 next year, Garoppolo. Devin Funches is also an unrestricted free agent. There's a lot of good receivers on yeah, the Yeah, and, and look, year. there's a ton of them in the draft. There's a bunch of great receivers mm. in the draft. Um, and look, uh, you bring back Emmanuel Sanders, uh, see what he can give you. Maybe you bring back uh, Emmanuel Lewis from Webster and the guy who played Webster. I don't know if he's allowed to play football anymore. Uh, Webster? PDs, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was taking uh, human growth hormone. Yeah, for his thighs, right? Didn't work. Yeah, for his thighs. I think he smoked as a, as a child, and that's what happened. Probably. Probably. That's what, that's what happens to everyone. But, yeah, watching that game, man, I, look, 49ers fans, you overachieved this year. Um, it was a great season. I, there's nothing more you can really ask for out of that team than that. I mean, they held them. Fuck, they were up by 10 with seven minutes left. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was run the goddamn ball, and they probably would have won that game. Uh, I, I've never seen anything like it, except no, for the only... 2016 Super Bowl, which Kyle Shanahan blew as well. Yeah, that's, that's one thing. Um, that's one reason I say I would probably want uh, – somebody like Brady to go to San Francisco because I don't want to see them fail again because of coach incompetence. Mm-hmm. And Brady is, will tell Shanahan to go fuck himself. Oh, yeah. If he calls dumb plays, he'll yeah. just be like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll be good. I think. Yeah, I, I did too. And I also, speaking of, of uh, coach, player, general manager dynamics, I was listening to, and I don't, I'm not trying to rain on the Cowboys right now, but I was listening to somebody the other day. Um, I don't remember if it was, uh, what's that tall white dude's name that's on all the NFL shit on ESPN now? I can't remember his name. Uh, Orvlovsky? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dan or- Orvlovsky or something like that? Yeah, he was saying the reason he's, he's good. I like him, by the way. Yeah, he's he's very smart he's a terrible guy. last name. Um, yeah, that's he should change that to something. Uh, Dwarfsman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, North Cutson, maybe. Uh, <laughs> he was saying that the reason the Cowboys went out and got uh, their the new coach that they're Mike, whatever the fuck his name is, McCarthy. McCarthy, yeah, uh, is because. And this is this is uh, he didn't say all this, but this is what I gleaned from it. What he was saying was that the reason the Cowboys got him is because he's not going to fucking make waves. He will bend to whatever Jerry's will is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, at first I was like, eh, I don't know. But then I thought, well, the Packers don't really have a strong management team. But he did spend his whole time there bending to Aaron Rodgers' will. So maybe that's the example that was set there for Mike McCarthy's coaching style. It's like, yeah, you just got to bully him into doing what, he, what you want, which is bad news for Cowboys fans, by the way. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I actually like McCarthy in that hire. I, the problem is the, the way that they're treating their players and re-signing them. Like, Dak – is now the the talks have broken down. They're saying they're going to franchise him, which he's going to be pissed off about. Yeah, he should sit out the whole season if they do that. Absolutely. And the same way with with Ezekiel Elliott. And you see how bad it fucks up a team, right? Well, I mean, I think, uh, honestly, there's a couple that could do that, right? I mean, I don't know who's eligible and who's not eligible for a franchise tag, but all these guys that are uh, – you have to be a restricted free agent, right? Yeah. I mean, I, if I were the league, I would strike over something like that. Like, that's horrible. The, the idea of being able to fucking hold on to a guy without 
Like it's basically like arbitration in baseball. Yeah, you're talking about the NFLPA, right? The Players yeah. Association. It's it's basically like arbitration in baseball, but it only works for your first five service years. Right. Once you're at five point one service years, you don't have to go to arbitration anymore. You can sign contracts, depending on if you were under a contract or not. So it's like an NBA rookie contract, the same deal. There are mm-hmm. rules. I mean, I get it. I guess for um, if you didn't have something like that in place, the wealthier teams would just buy all the talent, and there would never be hometown grown guys or some shit. I don't know. No, yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of those things. I think the uh, their contract is up. The NFLPA's mm. next year, and this is one of the major issues mm. that they're going to tackle. So I expect that to be cleared up uh, next year. And we'll see what happens. But, you know, look, if Dak sits out again, you saw what happened with Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. Cowboys will be stuck in the same quagmire as they were last year and uh, not going to not not happen. Um, and if Brady ends up rolling out to San Fran, by the way, this is all hypothetical. I'm just making mm-hmm. this up. I know nothing about whether Brady will go to San Francisco. I just looked at that game and I just thought to myself, God damn, he would fit perfect in that system and they would be champions right now. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, George Kittle wouldn't have four catches in a game with Tom Brady as quarterback. How do you waste a tight end like that? He's the new Gronk. Even off the field, he's the new Gronk. You hear that motherfucker speak? Mm. It's amazing. Uh, Look, we're going to cut to uh, Benny's on the phone with us here. Uh, Benny Daniel, the ticket guru. He was down in Miami um, for the game, obviously. Uh, This was a wild game as far as um, ticket sales go and uh, who could get into what and why. Like, Shit, man, I had people hitting me up saying, hey, are you here? We ended up going to the McGregor fight, um, and by the time we got back, it was like I don't know, three days before mm-hmm. we were supposed to go, and it was like, fuck this, man, I'm exhausted. Eight days in Vegas was, was a little too much for us. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got a ton of great guests coming up this week and all that other shit. So we gave our tickets up, but they were going for like eight or $9,000. Jamie, patch, patch him in if you can. Yeah. Whenever that phone rings, I Hello? like it. Benny. Yes, I'm ready. How are you, buddy? Jamie, are you recording? I'm it? good. Yeah, you are. Uh, Benny, you were at the Super Bowl. You're you're our ticket guru, man. I, I had people hitting me up all week saying, "Hey, man, do you still have your tickets?" Blah blah blah. They're going for eight or nine thousand dollars. Was that was that true? Yeah, that was very true. Um, the day of the game, average price jumped up over about nine thousand a ticket. Whew. Somewhere around there. That was Shit. day of the game. Shit! Why is that? Um, there's there's a couple of theories. This this stadium holds about eleven thousand less seats than uh, than the average stadium. Okay. Uh, then obviously we got the Patriots out of it, so we got some some uh, fresh meat in there that people wanted to go see. And San Francisco and Kansas City hadn't been in it forever, um, and it just drew a lot of attention. Yeah, look, it, it was a great game from a, a fan perspective. Um, a little sloppy. That halftime show was. Off the fucking chain. Did you did you end up going in yourself? I didn't go in. I um, it's the first time I haven't gone in in five years. You know, I kind of decided to take the money instead of uh, <laughs> burning the ticket for myself. You know, I, I had my limits as well. <laughs> no, I get it, man. Uh, eight or nine, it's shit. If, if they were going for nine grand, I would have sold my tickets too. Uh, yeah. That's the day of the game. That's hilarious, man. Holy. <laughs> I mean, of shit. course, I'm in mine a little bit cheaper, but you know, uh, the average price. If you guys wanted to talk about this, the yeah. average price for the whole the whole Super Bowl was about sixty four hundred and some change. Okay, um, and that is the highest price Super Bowl ticket on record. Wow, no Pretty shit, crazy. 
No shit. That's that's insane. Because, I mean, look, when we went to – we saw we were with you last year. It was uh, Patriots-Rams. And, uh, look, those were going for about 2500 apiece. Like, this is three times the amount. Exactly. Yeah, they were um... – they were about about twenty seven hundred. You're right, twenty five to twenty seven hundred. If you mm-hmm. bought on like Wednesday or something like that, yeah, uh, that market did go up day of the game to like thirty five hundred. But it was still a very cheap average price. Uh, you know, not Rams typically don't travel too well. You know, the the teams do make a big difference. Sure. Yeah, I I think the best offense against the best defense was a matchup that everybody wanted to watch, regardless of who you were a fan of, right? Because I don't think 49ers fans travel. Uh, you could tell me different. You were down there all week. Was there a lot of 49ers fans in that city? There, there was. Um, it, was a, it was a good mix. And here, here I got some more numbers for you. Yeah. Actually, 17.5% of uh, the tickets purchased were from California, which uh, – I'm, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. It's um, Yeah, it was about 17% came from California and like 12.2% came from Missouri. And I would have – actually had those number opposite well according so to really trump kind of uh, according to trump kansas city is uh in kansas yeah did not you check the kansas numbers i mean <laughs> there <laughs> there is a uh kansas city in kansas by the way there is yeah but it's not the one where the team is no definitely not definitely not um so who are the rest of those tickets going to are those corporate or those bucket list people make a wish corporate corporate's number one each team gets about five percent of the seats um and that's another thing. Each team got 60 tickets less than they usually do. Um, Why? Let's see. The, it's because of, you, you have less 11,000 less seats that normally uh, mm, gotcha. that normally go out. So they just kind of you know took away a little bit of tickets per team. Each team gets about 35 percent of uh, of what the NFL hands out. Okay. You know, it's like 1.2 percent per team, which is you know usually a couple thousand or something like that. Man. Um, let, let me ask you this. Were, were these the two teams that you hoped got in? Um, at first, no. I mean, we wanted Kansas City in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kansas City, Green Bay would have been, you know, in our opinion, the home run. But you know what? It happened. <laughs> it, it, it's the highest price Super Bowl record. So, I, it, you know, sometimes I get it wrong. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, right? I would have thought California would have kind of kind of hurt the market, but they showed up. I'm, I'm happy for them. Man, I'm surprised because people are, you know, taking a shit in the streets of San Francisco. I'm surprised they didn't, you know, just watch it with a homeless man on the sidewalk because uh, you can piss and shit in the street yeah. and it's legal there. So why not, you know? Yeah. Uh, you were at the uh, NFC Championship game in San Francisco. How was the crowd there? Like, were those ticket prices high as well? The the last game for the championship game, it did. It kind of turned into, uh, uh, let me remember, it was about a, a four to $500 ticket just to kind of walk in the door. Mm. You know, when I say it's like an upper level, I'm happy to get in Yeah, type deal. And it just kept rising. But I went to the, the game before that as well. And, you know, I sat on the 45-yard line club seat, and I think I paid like $250 for myself. So oh, the second to round. me, that was weak. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, that's fucking crazy, man. Um, so looking looking at the 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 upcoming season here for 2021, who do you want to see before before you get in now? It, because the Chiefs did so well, because that Super Bowl did so well. Like, does a rematch help in that in that type of thing? Um, great question. You know, it, I'm I'm going to go back on uh, my normal theory, and you know, let's uh, get a different team in besides the California team, even though they showed up pretty well. So yeah, you know, maybe uh, Green Bay Cowboys. Something like that. That would uh, that would probably trump this last market, and 
you know, make it the biggest Super Bowl ever again. Well, the Green Bay and the Cowboys aren't going next year. I can already tell no, you. No, that. no, no. Well, either one of those teams is what I was meaning. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Kansas City. Yeah, neither yeah. one. Neither one, neither of, them. one of those yeah. teams is going to yeah. the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, I know you're a Cowboys fan. In maybe, real life. The, maybe the Cowboys will sign uh, fucking Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look. I, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I always use them as an example, as as big market team. And, sure. Uh, that, that's where that's where the money is. You know, Green Bay. There's a ton of money there. So well, no, look in I, the city, but they travel. I hear you, man. If the Cowboys went, Jesus Christ, you know how many jean shorts would be in that city? Every convenience <laughs> nice. store, yeah, every convenience store would be sold out of Cools too. You'd have to go somewhere else. It's in, uh, uh, yeah, where's it out next Tampa year? Tampa Bay next year, too. Tampa. Tampa. Uh, okay, Tampa, so, then LA, then Vegas. All right, so let me ask you this um, because I've, I've heard this from various celebrities. Uh, as far as travel goes to cities of the Super Bowl, a lot of them say it does matter which, which city it's in. Miami, everybody wants to go to Miami and party. Like, it's easy to get people to go to Miami. Tampa Bay, on the other hand, is not your destination to go and party in unless you're a big fan of meth. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't wake up in the morning and say, hey, I would like to go to Tampa Bay today. You know, I've uh, never said Miami, that in my yeah. life. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you. So, yes, the, the, it does make a difference. Uh, it is in a warm you know, area, so that does help, but uh, yeah, that, okay. that makes a huge difference. Um, Ve- by the way, Vegas, imagine the prices for Vegas. Speaking they- of Vegas, uh, they're looking at Tom Brady, too, the Raiders. Yeah, they are. They really want him. I heard that. Like, they really want him, apparently. Yeah, they're not going to get him. I can tell you that right now. I uh, wouldn't be so sure. That team's too shitty. I mean, I've, I've heard that, uh, well, first of all, they've got a shitload of draft picks and cap space. Yeah. And, uh, it looks like they're if if they were able this is what I've heard, if they're able to get Tom Brady, they're gonna do another trade with the Bears and send Derek Carr there. Really? Yeah, that's that's some rumors I've been Yeesh. hearing. Could you imagine the Bears fans going from Trubisky to Carr? I mean it's better. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. Derek well, Carr is, like Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Yeah, Derek yeah, Carr was he was fine. He was passable this year, Benny, but you know, I don't I don't want him in the backseat with my wife. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, let, let me ask you this: those those Raiders tickets. Um, any thought as a ticket buyer buying up a shitload of seats in that stadium? Dan and I went to the Vegas Golden Knights uh, opening season there. The surprisingly, the Las Vegas fans are rabid, um, mm-hmm. and and all the tourists coming in town, like just to do it, everybody's going to go to that game. Is that something you keep an eye on? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're we're looking forward to see what's going on there. It's it's going to be. Again, who doesn't want to go to Vegas? And now you got football there. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man, I can't wait. We drove, we drove by. It was uh, over by Mandalay, that new stadium. Looks like the Death Star. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, they're going to have a hotel shortage there, I think, um, for every game. It's going, to be, it's going to be interesting. You know, it's funny you say that. So on the, on the road out, I saw it looked like two new hotels that were going up there, and I didn't know if those were condos or hotels. But that's what I kept thinking, too, where I was just like, all right, you're going to have to put more shit out there because it's, it's a little further off the strip. That's why I think some of these athletes, particularly UFC fighters, should start selling packages like Conor McGregor, for example. According to John Anik and everybody else I know at UFC that works directly for UFC have said the biggest draw they ever get is Conor McGregor in Las Vegas, bigger than any other fighter in any other city. No matter what the matchup is, that one is the best. So... If I'm him, I'm like, uh, not, o- not only are you going to bring more people to the city, but it's supply and demand. You're going to fill up hotels faster, which is going to raise their aggregate rate 
per night. Right. So they're going to make more money with the same amount of inventory. That's like, that's the best case scenario if you sell a product is to make, is it, that's like raise, that's like doubling your price, but you don't offer anything else. Yeah. They need to put a ticket package together for that, you know, yeah. flight, hotel, air, all that for other football. Stuff. Yeah. Especially like if the NFL is not, or at least the Raiders as a team isn't doing some kind of deal with the, uh, all the hotels there. Yeah. Then they're fucked up. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they will be. I'm sure they will be. I, I'm. I'm amped about it. I can't wait. Tampa Bay, though, Super Bowl wise, yeesh. Um, hey, since we have you here, Benny, I want to. I want to uh, go a couple steps back with you to the uh, LSU national championship. The tickets for that were sky high. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, obviously, in LSU's backyard. So just to get into that when game, you- it looked like a thousand dollars for uppers. Was that true? Yeah, it was right at right at that. And don't forget, you know, when people buy, if it's a thousand dollars online, they're they're paying fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, you know, in service fees. Oh, easily, yeah, that. yeah. Those, look, those numbers on StubHub are not the real numbers. Wait till you check no. out, and they throw in another four hundred twenty dollars on your bill. Yeah, it was uh, like just for Super Bowl, wasn't it? you know, about fifteen hundred to two thousand a ticket. You know, if it was a if it was a a, a six thousand dollar ticket. You know, it's eight thousand dollars at checkout. God damn it, man! That's a that's a Harley. That's a Harley. You yeah. could just you, yeah. yeah, you could ride a bike cross country. Um, that's fucking and again, nuts. yeah, that's that's where uh, that's where I was at. I was like, you know what? I've I've been to a few Super Bowls. I'm okay. I think I'll go take this uh, nine grand I can get for my last set of tickets and go buy me a bike or something. Exactly, exactly. Uh, a couple more questions for you here. Final Four's coming up. It's in Atlanta this year. How long should you wait to get Final Four tickets, and when do those get released to Gen Pop? I looked it up earlier, and they're they're pretty goddamn pricey right now. Yeah, don't don't buy right now. And I've said that a million times. It, you don't know the teams that are in it. Yep. So you know, if you're buying right now, you know us brokers, we're just speculating that mm-hmm. it's going to be the best possible scenario in there, and you know Kentucky, Duke playing each other, something like that. So we're gonna we have it priced for that, right? Once once we start knowing better of the teams are going to be in it, we're going to know you know which team usually will pay more than the other, and that's when the prices kind of start coming back to reality, uh, depending on ourselves. So, so for your average bear out there who's looking to go to the Final Four, what do you what do you do? You wait till the week of to buy those tickets. I would wait definitely the week of. Um, I mean, it depends on how ballsy you are. I would, uh, you know, let, let's say you just want to go to the championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the game that you wait and buy the day of. It, literally, because you know the final four is the matchup because right. you have four teams in there, so there's where you're going to spend most of your money. If you want to catch that game, that's great. But um, if you know that you just want to see the championship game, you you want to wait for your team to buy uh, that wins to to buy those tickets. You got half the amount of people that are going to go to the game now, so the stadium's usually not even as full. You know, you can get tickets for an eighth of the price sometimes. Yeah, I, it does, man, because I, I went to the Final Four in 2008. I'll only go if Ohio State's in it. And um, I remember sitting there, because when you buy the tickets for the semifinals, right, the Final Four itself, a lot of people don't realize you get to stay in the stadium for both games, which is fucking awesome. It's an all-day thing, and, and people get rocked. However, at the end of that first game, whoever loses, usually those fans are leaving and then they're selling their tickets for the championship Monday because they come in like a block of, you know, three games, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's why you're telling people to wait till the, the day of. That makes sense. Um, and it's, you're uh, getting them cheaper at that point. Too. Yeah. You, you know, you got a, you got a fan that, that's, 
you know, it's kind of hard talking to them sometimes. They're pissed off because their team just won. So it's like, you know, I'm, I feel like the Grim Reaper sometimes when they're calling me. But, uh, I know. Um, well, I'm sure it kind of goes they, both ways, though, right? Like there are teams who didn't expect their team or fans who didn't necessarily expect their team to make it and people who their team lost in the Final Four game. So I would assume just because there's four teams, I mean, just mathematically speaking, there are going to be at least two fan bases that didn't think their team was going to get in and two that maybe expected them to and they didn't or whatever they were hopeful. But the people who already had tickets who were expecting their team to get in, they're not in the marketplace anymore. Right. They're already set. So you have this whole two fan bases who are out of the marketplace now yep. and all those tickets are exactly. out there. Yeah. So it's just and, like – the- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you do have a, you know, you got a, a select few, a small percentage, I should say, that that are going to stay just because they're basketball fans. But majority of the of everybody, they sell, and uh, and like you and like you just said, you get the fan base that wasn't expect their team to be in it. So you get the uh, that little rush of people buying, but the prices are just, I'm telling you, half or less than what you were paying for the actual Final Four. Right, right. Uh, last question for you here. Uh, the Masters is coming up. Tiger Woods. Everybody's stoked about Tiger Woo. How does one go about getting Masters tickets? I've I went uh, I took my father a couple years ago, and everybody asks the same question: Hey, man, how do I get Masters tickets? Are you a guy that gets Masters tickets? Yeah, I go to the Masters every year. Um, do you really? Yeah, I didn't know that actually. Like a, yeah, yeah, I, I go, and it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky question because somebody asked me. What do you pay for Masters? Well, I, I have to ask you a series of questions before I can answer that. Is do, do you want the whole badge for everything? Do you just want to go to Monday to Wednesday to practice rounds and enjoy yourself? Do you just want to go to Wednesday, the little part three? Right. Or do you want to go Thursday to Sunday? And if you do that, do you want to go to half day? Or do you want to do the whole day every day? You know, pe- people see a badge that sells for six, $7,000. Right. Well, I can get that badge and I can break it up and, and sell it you know, a half day, somebody can buy it for, you know, early in the morning to like one o'clock mm-hmm. and only, they're only paying $1,500 for one day and I'll get that badge and I'll sell it for the second half for another $1,500. I'll get it back and do the same thing the next day. So depending on somebody's budget on what they want to do, you know, there's multiple answers on what a badge would cost or dailies, as we say. Yeah, gotcha. Cause, uh, me personally, like I, I just asked my father to pick a day, right? Um, Everybody who I talked to would go on to the Masters was like, you know, one full day, because it's long as shit. You're there for a long time. Or you can be. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to be. Um, pick one day and then enjoy the the full day and really blow it out instead of going half days. Um, my dad, interestingly enough, I said, look, you can pick any one of the four days. We're good to go, right? He was like, I want to go Thursday or Friday because I want to see all the players play versus Saturday is when the cut line is. He's like... Man, I don't know if I'll get to see Phil Mickelson play or Tiger Woods play or whatever. And I, I thought that was smart. Um, do the tickets on Thursday and Friday go go for more than over the weekend? Absolutely. I mean, you can use the okay. exact same example as we we just did as the Final Four. Okay, I mean, it's the exact same concept. Uh, Thursday, Friday is the most. You know, they sell for the most, especially Thursday. Uh, people are just excited to be there, and so on and so on. Um, Saturday is always decent, just because it's a Saturday, it's a weekend. And then Sunday, you know, uh, it, it it's the it's surprisingly the cheapest day of the Final Four, you know. And, and do you want to go a full day? Do you want to go a half day type deal? And it, I can I can break that up for you guys and and save people money if they just want to do it, you know, 
just part of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's the weirdest uh, ticket anybody's asked you to get? Oh, the weirdest man! You hit me out of left field with that one. Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you why. I got an email today from somebody um, out of our Drinking Bros uh, group. We're a private group on Facebook as well. We have over what 110,000 mm-hmm. members. Um, 800, I think, subgroups in there. Uh, Drinking Bros Sports is one of them that's included, and uh, it's free. And the only rule we have is just don't be a cunt. I got a message today saying, hey, man, if you ever talk to your ticket guy, ask him if he can get – I'm going to read this right off the screen here. Star Wars – I've never heard of this. Star Wars Celebration and uh, an Anaheim 2020 Jedi Master VIP tickets. And the, the he oh. said online – the prices are going for close to four grand a piece. <laughs> I, you know, serious. I wouldn't think Jesus that's weird. Christ, um, <laughs> I mean, it's I not weird like that. Like, that. It's not weird. People love that shit. It says it's August yeah, 27th it like to August 30th. Like yeah, yeah. Comic-Con started with one. Matter of fact, uh, did you know that George R. R. Martin was the first person to buy a ticket to the very first Comic-Con? Was learned, it really? Yeah, I learned that this week. That's funny. Uh, at any rate, yeah, people are into that shit. Comic-Con, Trek. The Star Trek conventions, all yeah. that stuff. I've I've been I had a movie in Comic Con once, and it's awesome. But people are it is fucking insane. If you think the the crowds for a Super Bowl, like the the city of a Super Bowl, are crazy, they don't compare anything to mm. what it's like in San Diego for Comic Con. I can promise you that. Well, I mean, this last uh, there's going to be more Marvel movies coming out, and there will be more side movies from uh, the Star Trek or Star Trek Star Wars universe. Yeah, but this is the last of the third trilogy, and we don't know. Like these fans, if you're a diehard, you don't know when the next piece of Star Wars is going to come out. Sure. Um, so this, I'm sure a lot of them feel like this might be their last chance to really do something. That's going to drive those ticket costs up and up and up. I don't think they'll come down. Maybe. Uh, look, if you get a call from a drinking bro saying, I need Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2020 Jedi Master VIP tickets, you'll know that it's, I am, it's from uh, our show. I am looking that up. As we speak, see if I can uh, actually find that. Yeah, look, I'm I'm reading my screen right now. He says they're four grand a piece. So, uh, that's that seems fucking crazy to me. Uh, but I can verify it. I'm looking at it right now. Two are going on eBay for eighty three hundred dollars. Holy shit! Again, that's not surprising to me. I think they'll keep going up. That's crazy, man. Uh, I don't know what goes on there. Are they bringing yeah, fucking Star Wars? They got the uh, the Mandalore on uh, the Disney Channel. I'm all into. Oh that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's their spinoff stuff that they're doing, which I think is pretty. You could see that there's obviously not as much money that they're putting in the CGI and stuff, but uh, it still tells a pretty cool story. Yeah, and no, that it looks good, and it crushed. So there'll be another season, obviously. Uh, Benny, where can everybody find you at online? Tickets to allonline.com, or you can just go to T Two All Online, and that's uh, the physical number two in there. Okay, great. Uh, tickets to all uh, go go right now, and uh, it, you usually use your office number as well. Do you want to throw that out there? Yeah, two one four three nine six three five zero one. Always just give me a call. We will uh, we'll get these tickets for you without the service fees. The the Star Wars guy just call me directly. I'll be happy to help you. <laughs> Man, Anaheim, brace yourselves. The Star Wars celebration is coming. Benny, thanks for being on the show, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Anytime, guys. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Madness for mm-hmm. the Star Wars. Madness, dude. People I, like I, it. Again, I'm looking on eBay. He's like $8,300 for two tickets. And it says this is the lowest price you'll find. Um, crazy. Uh, look, we got some sponsors who pay for this whole fucking shit wagon to be on the air. Sorry. To the first one, I want to say I'm sorry. I want to say I'm sorry to mybookie.com. 
forward slash drinking bros. Promo code drinking bros doubles your deposits. Um, took you to the bank on that Chiefs game. Not mm. only preseason with the eight to one odds that everybody bet on, but uh, both of us picked the Super Bowl game. And uh, whoo, boss, we had a king's ransom, dude. That was a monster win all the way around. Sorry, my bookie. Um, if they don't bring us back next year, well, you'll know why. Um, I took I took home. I never. I, we never talk about how much we win, but mm. it was about eighteen k off of that because I had two k at eight to one, and mm. then I had about two grand and change on the game. Um, and then I was it fifteen hundred dollars on the Chiefs to win, and then we we bet all those fucking weird ass. Uh, Prop bets, which yeah. I'll, I'll get to in a second. You called some of these, and they were really fucking funny, man. And uh, we'll get to those in a second. We'll go to mybookie.com. Uh, promo code Drinking Bros will double your deposits. Best in the biz. We don't pull our money out, man. We leave our money in. Actually, like I, a lot of people ask, like, "Hey, man, did you guys fucking rage uh, with this Chiefs money?" No, because March Madness is coming up, mm-hmm. and we, we, we stick around for March Madness. And then I'll throw something on the Masters, usually on like four or five winners for the Masters, uh, and that's when I pull it out. Um, I do not bet on Major League Baseball daily. Um, I bet on the year shit, mm-hmm. so we'll do preseason. I don't bet on the daily MLB. I don't bet on uh, XFL. There's a bunch of drinking bros who ask me, hey, man, are you going to pick spreads for XFL? Absolutely not. Because that is a clown dog bet. We'll see. I'm kind of uh, curious to see how it all goes, to be honest. It's going to be a shit show, man. I'm not betting on XFL. and Don't don't waste your fucking money. Well, I mean, who knows? that It's like a brand new team. I don't even know what the rules are. I don't either. I, I think you, you might be able to throw underhand in it. But uh, uh, the other thing I don't bet on, you, you don't either, is data. I, we don't bet on day-to-day NHL games. Like, that's just a fucking fool's bet, man. Um you know, anybody could win or, or lose that day. It's really, really fucking tough. Um, so that's why if, if you're saying, hey, man, aren't you betting past that? Yes, I am. But I'll, we'll bet on series. So mm-hmm. for the for the NBA, yes, we'll go hard on, on the finals. Uh, we'll go hard on the teams going to the finals. Um, but in series form, not day-to-day bets. Mm-hmm. That's too crazy and that's too hard to pick. But March Madness is my fucking jam, man, and I can't wait. Um, I love it more than life itself. Uh, that to me is the happiest day of the year. Those early morning tips, brother, uh, on that Thursday for fucking March Madness really gets my fucking ding dong hard. Um, so I leave my money in. Go to mybookie.com, promo code Drinking Bros, doubles your deposit. Next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Got a message about an hour ago from the head of Ghostbed, and he goes, Hey, man, the 25% off sale was so massive, we're leaving it. We're fucking leaving it. Um, and I was like, are you sure you want to go full DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street? And he goes, mm-hmm. I do. And he goes, we're not fucking leaving. We're not fucking leaving. We're giving everyone 25% off in the store. I have no- nothing else to offer you. No other promo codes to offer you. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 25% off everything in the entire store. I were fucking butt blasting for uh, President's Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, congratulations, 25% off everything in the entire store. Um, that's going to last for like a month. They're doing that for the whole fucking month of February. Maybe they're super into black history. That's the month. It's black history month. I, I doubt it's that. Maybe. I mean, maybe they are, but I, I don't think the two have anything to do with one another. Maybe. Uh, is Rosa Parks still alive? We could probably uh, get her in bed. No. She's lay down, you know? No. Okay. 
Uh, thought I'd check. Either way, Ghostbed is doing it for all of February, which is uh, D'Anthony's birthday. Is it tomorrow? Is your birthday tomorrow? No. When is it? This week. What day? <laughs> you don't want to tell anybody your birthday. It's I don't like people asking me private information okay. about myself, yeah. although it's, I mean, you could look it up. It's the 6th. Okay, great. Thursday. Because we're going out Wednesday, I think, for it. Um, either way, it's your birthday. Yeah. My birthday's in February. Jesse's birthday is actually in February. Yep. Um, I don't know if Ghostbed did it for that, but go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. 25% off everything in the entire store. Adjustable bases, beds, pillows, mattresses, covers. And as always, that 36-month pay-as-you-go program, no interest, is good with the 25% off. I don't know how they're making money, but truthfully, that's not my fucking job. Um, I just know that I love their products, and 25% off is fucking incredible. Yeah, I didn't get 25% off. Uh, like, I'm, I'm almost pissed off about it. I didn't get 25% off when I bought my mattress. Well, what are you going to do? Well, maybe riots. Uh, last but not least, we've got boxofawesome.com. Woo-wee. How do we love the Box of Awesome? I get, they got, I get a fucking hatchet in the mail, dude. Did you? Yeah, maybe because I talked about it on the last show. Maybe. I said, hey, maybe man, they're I, listening. I want a hatchet. Go to boxofawesome.com. Look, your lady goes to, you know, Birchbox or one of those bullshit sites. Gets a little tube of lipstick in the mail and some makeup and Play-Doh and whatever the fuck comes in that. Boxofawesome.com. Take a little five-question survey. They determine what kind of man you are because you can't do it yourself. And then they send you shit based on that. Uh, I've got a dot kit. I got a fucking hatchet. I got a travel bag. I got a, you got a whiskey decanter. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want this pasta maker. What? They got a fucking pasta maker now? Yeah, it's dope. God damn it, dude. They're awesome. I, look, it's it's like fucking Brookstone for dudes, dude. Mm-hmm. Just dope ass shit. They send it to you in the mail. Uh, it's like 45 bucks, dude. Use the promo code Drinking Bros. You get 20% off of that. Um, the subscription of the month is the best because then you just get a fucking box mm-hmm. every month. And you're like, holy shit, somebody cares about me. So if you're super lonely out there, have AIDS, nobody wants to touch you, maybe the coronavirus, um, go to boxofawesome.com. Then you'll get a present every single month as if somebody cares. Um, I wish my lady no cared one, about me. No, 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 no. No one cares about you. They don't. Boxofawesome.com. Promo code DRINKINGBROS. 20% off. We got breaking news here, D'Anthony. Mark D'Antonio, the head coach of Michigan State, stepped down. Look, man, he's led Michigan State to bowl games in 12 of the last 13 years. Mm-hmm. Great coach. Great defensive mind. Playing Michigan State every fucking year is a goddamn chore because of Mark D'Antonio. I don't know what this is because usually this week is the the week of the final signings for for college football. Yeah. To step down now, uh, I guess if you're going to do it, it would be now so you can get a new guy in there. But mm-hmm. you're going to fuck your week over. You're not going to get him this week. Yeah, that's why I don't ever have a problem with um, – I mean, I understand that it's confusing and, and – fucks with the team but if you're planning on getting rid of your coach do it before the bowl game give that guy give that new guy a little time to recruit because you're fucking this whole team over like they're gonna they're gonna have some issues next year yeah and and who knows i mean look if i'm a guy and maybe they told the recruits this i don't know but if i'm a guy that thought i was coming to play for him and i'm a defensive guy and then they hire shanahan or somebody like that just just as an example some guy that's more offensive minded and not really that good at it um, I'm considering going somewhere else at that point. Yep. If I'm unsigned, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know what the right way to handle that, but I know that it's it's a tough situation. I probably would have fired him earlier if they were going to do that. 
Uh, well, he stepped down voluntarily, so yeah, the, yeah. the, the that, university nope. would have let him ride forever. That, that never happens. Yeah, No uh, one ever steps down voluntarily. Here's the thing. Part of me thinks he could be hired. The Super Bowl just ended. Mm-hmm. He could be hired somewhere else uh, in the NFL. Maybe as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's a big boy job, and maybe he wants to do that and not deal with these the, the college shit. I mean, look, Michigan State's gone through their share of fair share of controversy. Yeah. Uh, not only D'Antonio, but uh, uh, H to the Izzo up there. Um, the basketball coach as well. So who knows? Uh, who knows? Um, I want to talk about uh, the this voter, by the way, uh, that you were talking about, the Hall of Fame voter who uh, snubbed Derek Jeter. Yeah, he's getting lit up today, although no one knows who he is. He kept it private. Yeah. I thought, because you were saying, we're going to find out eventually. Yep. How the fuck can you keep this private? It's a choice, <sighs> uh, which is weird. I mean, look, if you're going to be... If you're going to be involved in, in casting public votes like this, I feel like you should come under some scrutiny and have to explain yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? I the hall agree. Of, the Hall of Fame is not about the Hall of Fame. It's not about the players. It's not about the writers. It's about the fans. Yeah. And it's about uh, uh, memorializing the best of the best of a particular generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it matters who how many votes somebody gets regardless of what you th- like it's maybe it's petty like oh he would have been unanimous yeah yeah i mean maybe it's maybe that's petty i don't know to to say that or to think that think that way but it does matter i think um like it mattered when steph curry was the first unanimous mvp of the nba yeah that matters um lamar jackson over the weekend he was a unanimous mvp yeah. for for the nfl it's only happened a few times yes it is a big deal i wonder if it's a boston red sox beat reporter i don't know I don't know. I mean, you, you could, by a process of elimination, probably figure it out, go through all the votes that are public Petty and move. strike them off the list. Yeah. And it's going to be one of those. If I, if I were, like Stephen A. Smith went the fuck off on this guy, whomever he is or she is. I don't know, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, to be honest. But um, if I were them, I would have my research team tracking down all the public ballots yeah. and then mark them off and then publish a list of all the private ones. Like it's here. We know we know who the voters are. Mm-hmm. So all it couldn't have been these guys because their shit is public. It's one of these twenty or thirty or forty people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everybody start lighting them up until homeboy comes out and says Ooh, it was him. Come out and play. Uh, more breaking news here: the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, the Jaguars are going to play two London games in 2020 to boost revenue. Sell this fucking team. Sell this fucking team. There's a bunch of places, a million cities that want an NFL team. Jacksonville clearly does not sell this fucking team, dude. Do you know what it, it, playing two games over in London does? You don't have two bye weeks. Or they're, I mean, have I'm, fun with that jet I'm lag. assuming they're going to play them back to back. Because there's no way they're, they're traveling moving a there second twice. home game in 2020 overseas in an attempt to increase their local revenue and escape the bottom quartile of the league in that category. Um, boy, dude, that is fucking insane. That's insane. Um, they're they're proposing a seven hundred million dollar entertainment district around the stadium for additional revenue and all kinds of shit. Like, man, here's the problem. Have you been in Jacksonville? Yeah, it is boring as shit. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on down there. It's a great place if you want to go to die, or you're a huge fan of Saint Augustine, you know, and you want to mm. see the. The, the fucking walls that are built up for whatever that was, the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, yeesh. 
It, yeah. And it, I have been to the stadium before. I actually like the stadium. There's a pool there. Like, they, they have some fun shit there. It's just they can't put a product on the field that is worthy of uh, getting people out. No, I mean, it's basically southern Georgia. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, for any of you guys or ladies out there that went to have been to Fort Benning, you know that southern Georgia is not exactly the place to be. A hotbed. Uh, it sucks down there. I don't. I mean, Jacksonville also, they have trouble keeping people interested even when they're good. Yeah. And they're not. Like, I don't know what this season's going to be like. I, I mean, they, they have to keep <laughs> – Oh man, they I guess they have to keep uh uh playing Nick Foles, right? For the amount of money they gave him. I don't know, man. You got Minshew, what are you going to do? Maybe trade him. Maybe throw uh try to get Big Nick Nick over who, who to, the to fuck, Chicago. Who, who the fuck is going to take that contract? Hey on? man. There's there's always a fucking idiot in the NFL. I will take him. We'll see. Mm. We'll see what happens. Um next up uh man, there's a guy that I love. I want to give a little shine to. John Morant. Um, that that's he look he was number two in the draft mm-hmm. behind Zion, sexy fucking player dude. Balls on that guy. Balls. I mean I wouldn't say he's got bouillon balls like myself. Man out of gold yet, but uh, he might one day. Him and uh, this other cat named Brooks. Um, I'm blanking on his fucking first name. Mel. Yeah, I wish Dylan Brooks is his name. That's it. Um, they've been. Very, very vocal about getting Andre Iguodala off of that fucking team. Because they're, they're, look, they're in the eighth seed for the playoffs right now. Yeah. And they're trying. They're a young team that's hungry. John Morant is playing like a man on fire. Like, that guy doesn't give a shit. He's going to be a superstar in this league. Um, problem is, they made this trade for Andre Iguodala in Memphis, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, in the offseason. And the hopes were for him that, oh, man, the Grizzlies suck. They're rebuilding. You know, they traded everybody away, Mike Conley and all those guys, Gasol. And, uh, you know, we can just trade him or cut him or whatever. Uh, turns out Memphis Grizzlies are pretty goddamn good with this, this young team. They want Iguodala to play. Mm-hmm. He's on salary for $18 million this year, and he's not playing. He's just sitting home. So they're going out to the media saying, hey, man, I wish this motherfucker would play. If not, trade him and get him out of here. We just want this guy gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could expect to see Iguodala probably in L.A. That's what I think, but what a shitty move, man. Um, you, you're playing on a playoff team right now, and you're just going to sit home and not do shit? Well, what's going on there? Did he Is he setting out? Sitting out. He's perfectly healthy. And why are they paying him? Uh, they, they don't have a choice because they made this trade, and he goes, look, if you make this trade, I'm not going to fucking play. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll do this in the NBA to, to accommodate these guys. Mm-hmm. They're having problems moving him because of what his, what his salary is and where he wants to go and play. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's just going to sit somewhere else and not give a shit. Um, but I love that these guys have gone out and said, fuck you, come and play or, or get out of here um, because we're going to the playoffs with or without you. Uh, Steph Curry even jumped into this this morning, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And he goes, look, let's not talk shit about Iguodala. And then he posted a picture of Iguodala holding a championship trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, John Morant then posted on on his Instagram. That's cool, man. Uh, but wasn't it this guy? And it was a picture of Kevin Kevin Durant holding the championship trophy. That's pretty funny. Yeah. For a young kid, he only played one year in college and then comes out and just displays a set of brass like this. I love shit like that. Mm-hmm. There isn't enough guys who talk shit like this and, and who are trying. I mean, shit. I, not in a million years that I think the Memphis Grizzlies would have a shot at the playoffs this year. 
after just completely knocking down their entire right. team from last year. I like this. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think he ends up in L.A., and that's shitty. Probably. I mean, look, there's uh, there's other shit going on with all those teams. Well, not not Memphis yet, but uh, there's a there's a four-way deal in the works right now um, because Golden State wants to move. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Well, they actually, they've been approached by about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota yeah. wants him, yeah. yeah. And I don't know why, because I don't know how he compliments Wiggins, and, and I, I don't know. That, that, uh, they, got, they got Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. There, there's a lot of talent on that team, yeah. but who's the glue? Because, I mean, Russell's a good player when there's no fucking spotlight, but. Yeah. To, I, to manage, and there's no fucking team manager. There's no captain. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is technically, but he's not the guy. Like he's talent wise, he's, he's pretty he is. good. Talent wise, he's great, but, but he's not a leader. Yeah. No, he's not a leader. Nobody is. Wiggins just wants to get his fucking shots up. Yep. Nobody really plays like a fucking team player over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know why Russell. I don't. I don't know why they think he's the key to that. Weird thing about Russell is this: this will be his third team in three years if this happens, and he's averaging twenty four points this year in thirty two minutes. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's hitting fucking four threes a game. Yeah. Which is. Close to Steph Curry level. Everywhere he's been, he's been good. I don't. Is there, look, we know the problems with uh, actually the other Iggy, uh, Iggy Azalea, when he uh, yeah. videotapes Nick Young in the <laughs> locker room saying that he cheats on his, his fiance all the time, which was her. Yep. And he got traded out of the Lakers over there to that. But from every everybody who who was at the Brooklyn Nets organization, they were like, "Look, he was great. He was mm-hmm. a fucking leader, and we didn't have a problem with him." But yet. They didn't resign him. <laughs> he went to no. the Golden State. Yeah, it's weird. And now that they're weird. trying to trade him out of there too. Uh, a lot of people are bitching because they were like, "Man, I just want to see Russell, Curry, and Clay Thompson together next year and see what that looks and like." And Draymond, yeah, on the, on yeah. the same floor. I, I think uh, I don't. I don't know that Russell really compliments any of their game. He's not one of those dudes that moves without the ball like they do. Like that's what makes the Warriors great. It's that Draymond is an unassuming player that hustles and is unselfish and he has two of the best shooters in NBA history who will relentlessly move without the ball. That's mm-hmm. what makes them great. Look, say what you want about Kevin Durant coming over there, but if you had Durant, Curry, and Thompson on the floor at the same time and, and you didn't have some kind of scheme that complemented that, it would have been a fucking shit show. They would have all been jacking up shots and they would have lost a lot of close games. And it didn't go down like that until injuries started to happen. So I don't yep. know. Um this one's interesting though, because <clears throat> because of the amount of money Russell makes, and because there's small market teams involved, uh, it seems like it might be a four way deal. This is what I'm reading. So, Houston, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Gold State are all involved in this conversation. Right. Where uh, Robert Covington would go to Houston. Okay. And Clint Capella would go to Atlanta. Ooh, all right. Which you know, whatever. Atlanta sucks, but. I like Clint Capella though. He'd be great. Uh, yeah, he's. It's interesting because uh, Houston has a problem. The, the worst defense, maybe in NBA history, and they have a particularly hard time defending the rim. And he's the only guy in that city that plays defense or right. will defend the rim specifically. So I don't know what their fucking big plan is. Maybe just to go all offense and see what happens. But we saw how that worked with the Suns back in the day. This you can't. That doesn't work in the NBA. Yeah, they're still doing it now. Yeah. I I would like to see Andre Drummond on the Hawks. Um, I know that that well, was they're definitely trying to get rid of him. Yeah, it'd be great. I but think that, it'll that kid's be amazing. It'll be like it would have to be like a re-sign and trade or something like that. Because if you're the Hawks, 
the only thing you can really send them is either draft picks, which they need, or young talent, which they also need. Um, or cans of Coca-Cola from all over the world from the Coca-Cola factory. Yeah, but uh, to get Drummond for half a season, they're not going to do that. Right. Because he'd be a loner, essentially. So yeah. he would have to be some kind of long-term deal. Like he, They would have to have a deal in place to sign him for I, long-term. I think they would. I mean, him and uh, Ice Tray there would be great. Um, yeah, speaking of him, he's doing exactly what I said he was going to do before the season, by the way. I said somewhere around... 30 or 28 to 30 points somewhere around eight to 10 assists he's got 29.2 points and nine assists on the season he's amazing uh real quick i want to i want to go back to the uh, kobe sitch one more time here um lebron that was one of the most fucking disgraceful games i've ever seen on friday night um yeah he really uh carry on the legacy and then you fucking beefed it you got shown out shown the fuck out by damian lillard um I just hate that guy, man. I hate LeBron. I hate his whole bullshit. And, and again, I, what I said stands. It, win the title or just shut the fuck up. Go home, take your fucking Space Jam 2 money in your production company. Just shut the fuck up. That whole thing with the speech for Kobe. Hey, I'm going to throw this script away. Because Kobe doesn't deserve that. Yeah. That was scripted. Like, mm. It's fine if you're a bad actor, but just don't don't pull it out. And yep. then don't pull the fucking speech out and do the whole thing. And then uh, all of it. And then don't play a shitty game like that. Kobe would have dropped 81. Uh, probably, but LeBron's just not that guy. I know. Um, but Why does everybody want him to be? I don't know. I mean, it's LeBron can be great without being the guy that's like going to come out and score 60. He's not Jordan. That's not the game he plays. And that's why we talked about this last week, but comparing teams generationally never works or players generationally never works. Uh, but I hate him. Just to give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt, he ran into the Dame Lillard fucking buzzsaw because that dude here here are his fucking numbers over the last several games so uh on january 20th against golden state 61 points yep uh then against dallas 47 points indiana 50 points he had a meager 36 uh against houston and then he scored 48 against la yeah uh and then the last game he played which was on saturday 51 points the thing I loved about him during that Lakers game on Friday night is even after all of, you know, the, the pregame ceremonies and all of that shit, right? Which, man, I wish I had money on the over for uh, Amazing Grace for Usher. Jesus Christ, yeah. he made a meal of that song. It was about an 18-minute version where he was thanking every religion that was possible, I felt like. Um, he still talked shit, Damian Lillard. Talked shit in that game. And just, I, he turned to the crowd and said... They can't fuck with me mm. after just burying a three-pointer, you know, 12, 12 feet beyond the arc. And I was like, God damn, man. Kobe died. And this is – look, they were friends. And that's the way you should play. Um, so, Damian Lillard, hats off, man. It was fucking amazing. Ron James, gimpy. Uh, me, personally, I, I enjoyed the, the ceremony for Kobe and all that stuff. Um, the, uh, the halftime song with uh, Charlie Puth and uh, Wiz Khalifa was a little weird. Whenever I hear Without You, My Friend – and I'll, I'll tell you all about when I see you again. Yeah, it's a Paul Walker trip. Paul, it's Paul Walker. Um, that that kind of... And it's also kind of weird, like, this is why you need to have open and honest communication in your marketing department. <laughs> because, like, wait, are we, are we going to do another, this exact same song about another L.A. guy who burned to death? And I don't mean that in a exactly. chorus or crass way. That is exactly what happened. Yes. And that's like, man. That's on. what I thought of, too. Don't recycle. I know. That's fucked up. It's weird, man. 
It's weird, but uh, yeah, he look. It, it is what it is. Uh, Dane, by the way, in the last four games, is averaging forty six points and eleven and a half assists per yeah, game. And if he can give uh, LeBron his heart, that would be great because LeBron doesn't have one. Fucking gimpy asshole. Um, I'm in the fucking league. No, you're not, dude. You're not Kobe. You're not Jordan. You never will be. Take your fucking ball and go home. Go back to Akron where you scraped your knee and gave that whole stupid speech before you fucking left the best years of your life uh, from your hometown and went to Miami and, and, and were It is bitch. a little frustrating to have the uh, preeminent player in the league not be able to close on shit like that. It's crazy, you dude. You know what I mean? It's fucking it, crazy. It's, it's irritating to me because, uh, like, you want... Like Pete Rose said last week on the show, you you want to have your best players in the biggest moments. Yeah. But I want them to play their best in the biggest moments too. Not that LeBron is bad down the stretch necessarily. Yeah. He's made some big plays like that block on the There's a lot of plays he's made. Yeah. But, oh, man. What has he got, five finals losses? I, 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 I can't. I, dude, I, I don't stop putting LeBron as the face of the league. He's not. I'm, I'm all done with that. I mean, to me, five finals losses is like a week east that's all that means to yeah. me. Yeah. Because. And you, was. You, you kept in, getting. In the years in, that he played, the, yeah. it was the only team that were any good were the teams that he were on. Well, except for Boston. They were good for two years. Yeah. When they had the fucking three guys. Yeah. When the, the uh, Garnett's, uh, Paul Pierce, and, yeah. and uh, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to give you some props real quick here before we answer some questions from uh, the listeners here on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to Drinking Bros Podcast on YouTube, by the way. You get all of them. Ross Patterson Revolution and Drinking Broettes. We are all under the same channel. Um, some of our over-unders were hilarious. Uh, the, the under on the national anthem, you were correct on. Mm-hmm. Um, she was way under on that. The- well, that was just data. I looked at the last, like somebody, I didn't even do it. I just saw an article. Somebody, the last like six times she had sung the national anthem, the average was a minute 50. So I'm like, that's probably what it's going to be. It was. It was, it was I like, think, 149.8 yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, the color that she was wearing was white. You you called that one as yep. well. Um, I called the pantsuit, which I was proud of. Mm. Um, I knew she was going to wear a pantsuit. Um, the, the biggest one that was a surprise to me, this is the last one I'll give you props for, was the Gatorade. You said it was going to be orange for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why did you say that? Um... Because orange is the most popular flavor of Gatorade. No, it I think. is not, man. I think it's red. Either way, I said red on the show. You mm-hmm. said orange. Um, the beauty of it is, is uh, right when the game ended, you know, there's a million press and media on the field or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the guys from ESPN got down and said, hey, man, the Gatorade bath. Why wasn't it red? And, mm-hmm. and it was orange, you know? Like, it, it should have been red for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. And Andy Reid didn't give a shit at that point. No, he just wanted a cheeseburger. That's apparently. it. He was just like, ah, Do you think- I don't know, man. I don't think about it. But clearly, this other guy had money on it. And I was yeah. just like, why'd you ask that? Um, I, I'm starting to suspect that Andy Reid might be the Hamburglar. Could be. Because every time anybody interviews him to ask him what he's doing, like, hey, what'd you do after the AFC Championship games? Like, I ate a hamburger and went yeah. to sleep. Like, really? And then they're asking him after the Super Bowl, what are you going to do? I'm going to eat the biggest goddamn cheeseburger and fine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's weird. It was the guy honestly. from Popeye that was always eating hamburgers. The, oh, that's, uh, God, what is his name? Wimpy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's I'll gladly, gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Goddamn right. Although he's shaped more like the Hamburglar. Yeah. Uh, puffy. Although Wimpy was kind of fat, too. I don't know. Eh. Either way, um, that's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to some questions here. Ruben Schneider, 
Thank you to the Messiah, Rostradamus, for, for uh, picking the Chiefs before the season. You're welcome, man. Um, I, gun to head, Dan. Who do you got? Uh, let's say somebody put a gun to your head right now. Who do you take next year? For what? Way, way too early Super Bowl prediction. Um, hmm. Honestly, I don't see how the Chiefs can lose. I don't either. Unless there's a major injury. Uh, or unless Brady goes to the 49ers or the 49ers. Short I mean, I don't, even, I don't even care about that. I don't think Brady with the 49ers could beat them next year. Just because they're going to improve. Like, they're going to have another year of McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey. Yep. They will probably add some defensive pieces that they need. Yeah. And maybe some uh, offensive line pieces that they need. So It's a great team. We'll I'm, I'm with you. Uh, and if, if you're thinking in that direction now, I checked on mybookie.com. Uh, six to one right now for the Chiefs. So. I, would, I would wait. Uh, you can get in on that. Well, I think it's only going to go higher towards the, as the season gets closer. But yeah, it'll be the odds will be, I guess, not better, but they will be. You can make more money if you wait a little longer. Ooh, six to one now is pretty good though. I will right, we'll see. Um, all right, what do we got next? Um, Brooke Bordeaux, Bayou Brooke, dude. Congrats on LSU. Uh, she was at the game. You know, Joe, Joe Burrow could have won that game as well. She said. For the 49ers. Maybe. Maybe. I'd rather have Joe in there than fucking Crapolo. <laughs> maybe. I mean, look, we don't know. We don't really know how good Garoppolo is. Because here's what we do know. Like if you if you take Shanahan's play calling in the biggest games of his life, it's bad. Yeah. And we just don't know how good Garoppolo really is yet. The people there's a bunch of comments on Brooke. Everybody loves Brooke. And uh, they're like, hey, Brooke's here. That's funny. Um, still waiting for the autograph picture to be available. This is funny. So I actually bet Ruben Schneider said this. Somebody, I, I actually bet Brooke in our neighborhood. I said, look, if LSU wins the national chanting snitch, um, if you put your head on an LSU flag, mm-hmm. I'll fly it in front of my house. Um, her head. Her head. Mm-hmm. I want her head on it. Because everybody knows she's a diehard LSU fan. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the neighborhood. I said, look, you put your head on a flag. And I'll stick it. We'll stick it up in front of our house, and it'll it'll be out there all year long until the end of the next college football season. So you're removed, Brooke. Um, we'll put your fucking head up. Uh, that would be really hilarious. I'm sure the neighbors would love it. Uh, next up, um, ooh, Jamie, you took some heat on this one. Fiber went down. They said, producer Jamie. No, that's me. It is you. Okay. I'm keeping it right in the loop. All right, man. I had to switch to cable. I, I like that you're keeping people in the loop here. Uh, Franco Melendez. The Raiders are supposedly going to go hard after Brady when he hits the open market. Uh, plus, Gruden isn't high on car. You know, I got that that he wasn't high on car during that hard knocks, actually. Mm. When I was watching hard knocks, it was almost like, hey, man, let's you better impress me or else you're not going to fucking be here next year. Opening year in Vegas, they can't have him. Oh, I'm not sure what he was supposed to impress him with. Um, was it? Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones. Was it those guys? <laughs> it's tough, man. Yeah, he didn't have any receivers there. I mean, get fucked. Plus, he was on his ass a lot. And we don't know what would have happened. And he, Look, he had a decent year statistically. Yeah. We don't know what ha- would have happened if A.B. actually played out the entire year there. No. Um, by the way, speaking of A.B., we found out that um, he did an interview and apologized to everybody and blah, 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 right? Um. We did find out from some other people who were like, hey, man, I think he's got CTE. I think that's what it is. It seems like it. I mean, um, this is the kind of 
if you if you really paid attention to any of those people who uh, committed suicide, for example, yeah, uh, they started showing aberrant behavior, and then it led up to that shit. I actually looked at all the NFL people in the last like twenty five years that have killed themselves, right? Um, and it he's a little early. I mean, it typically the suicide part happens somewhere between early forties and early fifties, typically. Yeah. Um, so his average behavior started way ahead of schedule. So I don't know, maybe it's a combination of different things, but it does seem like, look, he's always been kind of a problem, mm-hmm. kind of a dick, but the, in the same way that Odell Beckham is, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just like got a huge ego. That doesn't usually, that doesn't typically translate into uh, like smacking your wife around or any of that bullshit or all the fucking crazy things he's done, like pu- publishing that fucking John Gruden call, for example, is the behavior of a crazy person. That's sure. not what a normal person does. So, he definitely has been knocked around. Yeah. Um, what's next, though? I don't. I mean, there's no treatment for it. So what do we do? Just all sit around and wait for him to fucking shoot himself or kill somebody else or what? I don't know what the fucking. I don't know what to do or say about it. To be I, I think he offs himself in under three years. It's just my guess. Um, I think he's fucking losing his shit. Uh, will there be a Drinking Bros Sports March Madness bracket? Yes, we have one every year, and we usually give an uh, autographed jersey away. Funny thing it was, last year it was uh, Christian Leitner. We gave an autographed Christian Leitner jersey away. And the guy who won it had never even filled out a bracket before in Drinking Bros. So sign up to Drinking Bros Sports on Facebook. Uh, it's free to enter. And, uh, yes, we will be doing brackets this year. Dan and I have not decided on the signed jersey yet. Um, I've got one in mind, but i got to call my, my jersey guy to see if I can pull this off. Uh, just something that we think is fucking hilarious, mm. obviously. Um. Let's see here. Um, I miss basketball Jones with Tyrone shoelaces. Well, super fucking insider, but uh, proud of you. Uh, Bobby G says, we'll take Brady up here in Minnesota. Cousins can leave. Um, I, I don't, agree, I don't I agree see, with that. Yeah, I, but I don't see him playing for Minnesota. No, he's not going to go to fucking Minnesota. Years. That market's not big enough for him. I, I mean, know. not only is the market not big enough, but Minnesota would have to... I mean... <laughs> They would have to eat all like probably seventy percent of Cousins' contract to move him at this point. Easily, so Easily. get fucked with that. I mean, yeah. you know, good luck next year, but that's not going to happen. Uh, last but not least, Craig Delesky. He says, "You know, I'm going to be in that bracket. We know Craig, and I know he's taking Iowa probably in that bracket." Um, look, Does Iowa even have a basketball team? Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, they're usually pretty good too. The the Big Ten is fucking crazy good this year. There might be ten teams that get in from. And I know what you're saying, well, wasn't that all the teams? No, there's actually 12 teams in the Big Ten. Um, 10 out of 12 might make it this year. It is a fucking unbelievably tough conference this year. I was ranked 17th right now. Yeah, they got a good team, man. Um, so we'll see. I, I wonder if there's going to be, and we, we won't know this until the brackets come out, but uh, a Big Ten versus the field bet, that would be the one I lean on, man, mm-hmm. um, because they're just kicking the shit out of each other in that conference, and it's tough. Yeah, it's weird because uh, – Ohio State, for example, is not even in the top 25 anymore. No, they were number two yeah. in the country. But the problem is they played that conference schedule, mm. and every dude, they lost like four or five in a row. Mm. It's tough. Every game is tough, man. Um, fuck. Good luck in the Big Ten. Penn State, by the way, was ranked at one point. Mm. They have a good shot at making the tournament as well. So, yeah, my prediction right now is that 10 teams out of the, the 12 will make it to the, uh, to the Big Ten. Uh, I, I, for the to the big dance out of the Big Ten, so we'll see. Um, last but not least, here Cody Foister, New Orleans franchise breeze, and signed Teddy. 
no, Mm-mm. that is not going to happen. It's going to be Taysom Hill. And um, I don't know what, what Breeze is going to do, if he's going to retire or not. There's a weird story that if I If they won- try to franchise him, he will retire, I think. I would. Fuck them. Yeah, they're not going to. They'll give him a two-year deal. Let, let's, yeah. They're not franchising Breeze. He's 41, right? Yeah. There's, there's a weird story, though, that I want you guys to check on for you Saints fans. I don't know much about this, but it keeps popping up with these priests. And there's leaked emails that the New Orleans Saints were helping these priests who had sexually abused kids, um, deciding on what level of sex offender they would be, and if they would not, they would be prosecuted. This story is slowly gaining steam now, and uh, I wonder if Breeze doesn't want to have anything to do with this, and I I don't know what's going to happen yet. It's super early in this, but uh, Saints fans, look it it up, and then hit us up on uh, Drinking Bro Sports on Facebook, Um, because this story keeps fucking sneaking back up every two days here. And, and it, they're trying to bury it, which they do with all these fucking priest yeah. stories. But uh, look into that, man. And it's it's specifically involving the New Orleans Saints in this, which is super weird. So we'll see. Yep. Uh, Before we go, we're gonna do we're gonna record another show after this. Yep. Um, about this bullshit in Iowa. It'll be mm-hmm. up, it'll be up tonight, I guess. The same time. Audio wise, yes. Yeah, audio wise, video. We're just gonna go live with it and say, yeah. fuck it. So if you want to stay on, we're gonna we'll start back up here in a little while. But we're gonna wait uh, at four forty five p.m. Eastern. Uh, Iowa Democratic officials are going to make an announcement about what the fuck's going on with yes. all this shit. And then we'll do a live response to it right after that. Correct. So so stay tuned for that. That'll be a normal Drinking Bros episode. Uh, and again, we're going to come on air right after this announcement's made at 445 Eastern. And we're going to come back live on Facebook. Um, so stick around. Uh, if you're at home, just drop an acid with your friends watching uh, YouTube. Mm. Uh, for D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I am Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show. Good afternoon. Good night. Jaguar.